Well, the duo was back. That's right. They took a week off. I was feeling a little under the weather last Monday. So, decided it was best for Ben to do the so- show solo. Feeling better? I'm feeling better. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sinus. Sinus congestion is a bugger, man. Yeah, my head felt like it was doing this. That's not good. And doing this <laughs> to my <laughs> eardrums. Yeah, yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Not fun. But anyway, you don't tune in for that. You tune in to watch great businesses, great charities helping out our local Lancaster County and surrounding communities. And today's guest, uh, we have just that person on the show. This is going to be a great one because um, I love when we get to highlight charities that focus on, especially focus on helping out kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, type 1 diabetes is one of those things that early on children and youth have to kind of deal with. So I'm excited for this this one. Uh, but this show is about small business. It is about charities. Uh, kind of like we say, uh, the battle on Main Street, big versus small, David versus Goliath. Businesses beating Amazon, out Amazoning the world, if you will. And the charities that we also highlight are doing the same uh, to really help our local community do better and be better. So we're happy that you're here for this, for another episode of Lancaster Connects. 50 Three or four. 54. 54. 54. There we go. Yeah. It's always fun. Our friends from Natural Awakenings just shared. um, Natural Awakenings is a um, natural publication that highlights all things natural in uh, central Pennsylvania and even Berks County. And I saw they shared our show and uh, asked their uh, uh, customer list on Facebook to uh, watch our show. And they said uh, over 50 episodes. I'm like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> over 50 episodes. That's right. 54. We're approaching, I don't know, big deal in podcasting, we're, I guess. We're almost one year with, with Mr. Christopher. We are. That's great. That's, that's, that's cause for confetti. It is, I think. Yep. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe he's like, he's like, no, no confetti. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, no confetti for you guys. Anyway. Uh, we do prizes on the show, too, to celebrate. So commenting on the show gets you into the prize later at the end of the show where all the comments get spin, spun around in the prize later wheel. And if your name hits, you win a restaurant gift card or some really wonderful less snore, more cuddle swag. Uh, put your coffee in there. Put your coffee in there, yeah. I think people understand what to do with a tumbler. Iced coffee. Yeah, hot coffee. Never they, know. They, they are wonderful, wonderful bottles. I love I love using them at yep, home. I use this one so, all the time. So comments on the show. Uh, that's how you get in. We also love that you love the show. So instead of hitting the like button, move that cursor over or swipe your finger over one spot to that love reaction. That just helps us out with the algorithm uh, on the uh, on the show. So we're getting it pushed out on the various social channels that we broadcast to, which are. Facebook. Well, I was going to throw that to you, yeah. but okay. I, I figured I'd, I'd steal it. You would, you would <laughs> fail journalism. I would broadcasting school. You just step all over the rules. That's why I sell mattresses. I was just, I was just ready to throw it to you, and you're like, no, nope, take it back. Like you just totally hot potato to throw. Uh, YouTube, uh, that that YouTube link is bouncing down there. Uh, you can watch it on the Lancaster Connects and the Gardener's Mattress and more YouTube channels. I think YouTube is like taking over the world. I've noticed that my kids, maybe this is the same with your kids, they watch everything that they watch now is on YouTube. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, the, the, it used to be Netflix and Hulu or whatever, you know, their, their shows. 
uh, like Julian watches uh, Minecraft videos. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the, 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 it's the weirdest thing. Uh-huh. He's never played Minecraft. He, I mean, he knows what it is, and, and he yep. has friends who have Minecraft, but and he's played some similar games on other uh, devices. But yeah, he watches these people play Minecraft and build all kinds of crazy things on Minecraft and show you what you can do. And they're talking over it and they think they're hilarious. And but yeah, he watches YouTube now. Yeah, which I know is scary, but he's he's for now watching Minecraft videos. Yeah, yep. um, my boys do the same thing. Yeah, and Amelia watches some sort of uh, crafter girl. I don't know. She's funny. Hashtag crafter girl. Crafter girl. Maybe maybe that's a maybe that's a thing. But I bet uh, you it is. We're a thing on YouTube. Uh, uh, there we go. Hey, Pops! Pops put the message in there. Yes. He's watching. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you, Mr. McClure. Yep. Shout out to Mom. I, I gave Mom a less nor more cuddle uh, mug yesterday. Um, a hydro flask. A hydro flask. Not the, this is the mug. Okay, words are tough sometimes. Tumbler. Yeah. So she was she was surprised the mug by has it. a handle. My 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 father said, "Hey, Mom wants one of those." I guess she had said something to him but she didn't say something to me. So she was confused as to why I was giving her one of these, but she's like, who told you? I was like, well, I don't know. Some little birdie told me, but we were also on Facebook. That's probably where he's watching. In fact, that's, I can see that little Facebook icon there. Yeah. Uh, comments on Facebook, watch us on Facebook, Lancaster connects channel and Gardner's mattress and more channel. And of course, all of the various podcast networks, if you're driving your vehicle and like to listen to us. That's right. That's right. That was a long time to explain where we could watch the yeah, show. Try to make things interesting here. <laughs> There's also a phrase in broadcasting called landing the airplane. At any rate, uh, we're just going to go straight into it. We're going to welcome. Uh, we're going to welcome our guest to the show, uh, Lee. Lee Salisbury from the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Lee, welcome to the show. Yeah, uh, we really appreciate you being here. Sorry, hopefully we didn't like scare you away with <laughs> our our open, which is sometimes you don't have to include yourself in that. You can say, uh, "Hope Ben didn't scare you away." <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I mean, it's cool. Whatever. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. Hey, listen. Welcome to the show. Really appreciate you coming on. Um, I know it was a little bit of short notice. We kind of put this together late last week, but uh, appreciate your time. So introduce yourself to our watchers and listeners. Who you are and uh, which regions you help cover for Juvenile Diabetes uh, Research Foundation. Sure. Well, thank you for having me. Um, It's great. It's a good opportunity. Um, Again, my name is Lee Salisbury, and I work with JDRF. Um, I'm in the central PA area, um, but our chapter covers western and central PA. So it does go out to Pittsburgh, uh, up to Erie, and then State College down through central PA. So... Uh, I'm located in Lancaster, and that's the area that I do represent for them. Cool. Great. Looks like you have a fellow Penn Manor fan on the line with us, <laughs> Jonna, Jonna Hoover-Green. Is that yeah, that yeah, name I you recognize, that. I guess? Yeah, awesome. Jonna's a big fan. Well, I guess Jonna's like a groupie. She's a Lancaster Connects groupie. Yeah. Super yeah, fan. Super fan. Yeah, I went yeah, to school fan. with her and her, her brothers. Okay. Nice. That's cool. That's neat. Nice. That's neat. Is that, is that Judah? No. Oh gosh, you're talking years. Um okay. <laughs> I don't remember everybody. Um now we, you're we, don't, we don't have to say how many years or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we'll, we'll, <laughs> just, on that we'll just move on to the next question. So how did how did the JDRF 
get started? Tell us about uh, it. So they and, started small. It was uh, uh, basically like two families, two mothers um, that had children with type 1 diabetes back in 1970. Um, and they decided they were going to do something. And the one family was in Philadelphia and the other in New York. They connected. Um, they started, I guess they would have cocktail parties, that kind of stuff to raise funds. Um, because they were told if you can get some money and some funding, you know, hopefully one day we'll be able to cure it. So that's how it started. Um, you know, fairly locally and now it's international. Um, so it, it's, it's great way for, you know, families to connect um, that are affected by type one. You know, we've had a number of uh, obviously nonprofits and charitable organizations and they all have to obviously start somewhere, right? Yeah. It starts with a need and somebody who has that need, whether it's a family member or themselves or, or whatnot, taking action and, and with the desire to help others that are going through the same thing. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, I always, I guess I always kind of thought of a large, you know, global organization like uh, like JDRF as being, I don't know, I guess just kind of started by, you know, hospitals or pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> like, I, I yeah. just wasn't sure, you know, but that's very neat to hear. It just kind of hit me different. Mm -hmm. right? two, yeah, two I mean, it's, it's motivating to read, yeah. that's for sure, and to understand, yeah. and that's part of the reason why I'm here. Um, you know, with my son being diagnosed, he was diagnosed at three, um, and that was three and a half years ago. And uh, JDRF reached out to us um, shortly after diagnosis, and uh, you know, you feel really lost and kind of thrown in the deep end with it because it's overnight. Like nothing, there's no pre-warning to it. It just kind of appears. Um, and so overnight, our lives changed. My wife and I, and you know, you do, you feel kind of sad for yourself and, um, you kind of have to pick yourself up and dust yourself off. And that's where JDRF stepped in for us. And I mean, they really helped with all the resources and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, I'm here now to kind of do the same to other families, newly diagnosed families. It's a yeah. lot. So good. All right. So, so walk us through, or we're going a little bit off script here, but so walk us through, you know, your son was diagnosed with type one diabetes. Walk, walk our listeners through who may not know exactly what that is. You kind okay. of said it was overnight. Yeah. Um, you know, walk us through that. So um, type one diabetes is an, it's an autoimmune disease and it basically um, the cells that your beta cells in your pancreas, they, they turn on, they turn on each other and the beta cells produce insulin. Um, and so what happens is your immune system attacks those cells. So your, your body no longer produces insulin, um, which you need to break down sugars. And so those sugars build up in, it, it, you know, in somebody's body who's a type one diabetic and, um, it does a lot of damage, uh, especially undiagnosed. We were fortunate. We picked it up early. Um, we spotted the signs. My wife did. Um, she spotted the signs and, uh, you know, we, we were at the doctors and it's overnight. We, we went to the doctors one day and they said, you're going to Hershey medical center. And we said, when, and they said, now, um, we went up, we were admitted. Um, the next day we, you go into a class where they teach you how to administer insulin with a shot, um, to count carbs and, 
you get sent home. And so you're really overwhelmed. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's a lot. Um, but people get through it and that's, you, you need support. You need community support, not just from that, um, type of thing, but shows like your show now, um, you know, hopefully is out there, you know, spreading the word. There's a lot of people that you don't realize, um, are a type one diabetic and a lot of them are kids. Ours happened at Thanksgiving and it was a week we noticed it. So what were, what were those signs? If you don't mind sharing, I mean, I'm asking for, you know, more, a little more personal approach, but is there, and, and share as much or as little as you like, uh, that you're comfortable with because it's your, your own child, sure. but are there, are, are there then more other, if you can't, if you're not comfortable to share other symptoms, people can look for other signs. Sure. The, the biggest ones are, um, you know, going to the bathroom there are signs that we picked up that my wife and I noticed was our son was potty trained at two, which was like miraculous, you know? Um, and all of a sudden he couldn't make it through a two hour nap without, you know, going to the bathroom. Um, he was drinking constantly, he had sharp stomach pains. Um, but the bathroom was the dead giveaway because it was something he, he's never done. Um, and so we took him in and they did a finger prick and sent us away, you know, up to Hershey Med. Um, and it doesn't run in, you know, it didn't run in our family. Um, it, it's out of nowhere. It's like somebody kicks the legs out from underneath of you. Uh, you know, it's a challenge, especially with a young, a young child. But now people are being diagnosed. You know, you can be diagnosed in your teens, young adults. We've met people that have been diagnosed with type one, you know, in their forties. Um, so, and it's becoming more and more prevalent. Hmm. So, uh, the, the JDRF, how did they step in and when did they step in, in, in your process? So right at the beginning, if you're a child, there's other ones, but in our, in our instance, um, at the hospital that night, we got a bear. His name was Rufus. That we, it's the bag of hope. Um, and it's got information. JDRF sends that out into hospitals, newly diagnosed families. Um, and so what that does, it does give you some information, but it introduces you to JDRF. Um, and within the JDRF, there's a community of people going through the same situation um, that can point you in the right direction. Now, JDRF has that. And then they also fund a lot of research, um, technology. Uh, our son now, instead of giving him shots, he wears two devices um, that are like stickers. He has one. It's an insulin pump. It's wireless or tubeless, I should say. And then he wears a uh, another one that is a glucose monitor. So I can, on my cell phone, I can see his number at all times. Um, and so part of that technology, though, that is in there is, is his pump now reads off of his C it's called a CGM, a continual glucose monitor. Um, so if his blood sugars are going high, it'll kick in and give him insulin. It acts like an artificial pancreas. Um, and that's brand new. So this stuff is coming out, but you know, the, the thought of you know, if you have young kids, like one, you have to give them a shot, which nobody wants to do. And two, you know, predicting what a three-year-old is going to eat. I can't tell you how many times that we say, okay, he's going to eat, you know, 15, you know, 15 
grams of carbs in these chicken nuggets. So we bolus him for 15 carbs and he eats two chicken nuggets and says he doesn't want to eat them anymore. And then you have to scramble. So uh, technology has really made a huge difference with it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend um, uh, whose daughter uh, was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and, and uh, the mother was very, very active in the community. Um, probably what would be like a Philadelphia chapter because they were Westchester based. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she opened my eyes to the fact of just how different. Now, this goes back 10 years at least now. Because mm-hmm. um, they, they've since moved out of the area and obviously the daughter's grown up and is on her own. But yeah, as a child, I mean, type 1 diabetes is one of those diseases that really, I mean, any disease really stinks. But Mm-hmm. You know, like you just said, you know, it's hard to predict eating, you know, the holidays, birthdays, you know, birthday cake, Halloween candy, Christmas cookies. Yeah. You know, all of that presents something to manage. Right. So let's th- kind of dig in. You said the, the, there's the, the bag of hope, uh, mm-hmm. there's the teddy bear and then there's the community. So mm-hmm. like what kind of community has JDRF made and create and foster? So the Type 1 community is a very, very passionate community. Um, like you said, the mother of, of the, the child that you knew, um, she was very involved. You, you see that um, with the Type 1 community in, in, in the JDRF. Um, it, they connect you to, you know, Facebook groups. To We do at JDRF, we do summits. We do all kinds of different community outreach programs. Um, and then we do a lot of fundraising too with like galas and that kind of thing. We have national partners, we have local partners. Um, and then we do some big events. The one big event that we have coming up in the fall is, is the walk. Um, and that's solely about the kids. The kids create, well, families create walk teams or organizations will create walk teams and they, the kids go out this year. It's in Harrisburg. It's at Adams Ricky Park um, in October. And we'll have probably between 500 to 1,000 people walk. Um, you know, right now we have close to 40 teams registered. Um, and those teams can be anywhere from 70 people to one person um, that walk. But it, that day is all about the kids. And when you go to those events, you see why you do it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I know uh, my wife has MS, so we do the annual MS walk, and yeah. we have done that for 21 years now. Um, I remember the first time it was, we definitely had that feeling of hopelessness because the closest one was uh, about an hour away from where we yeah. live. And I mean, even going back 20 years, MS was a disease that was still kind of somewhat new. You, know, you talked about shots. I mean, we, we did a shot where the syringe was you know, two, two to two and a quarter inches because it was yeah. a deep, deep muscle tissue um, shot. So it's really great that, that you have that community. Um, so for people that, you know, are dealing with diabetes, but have, are, is it possible that people are dealing with diabetes, but haven't checked in or, or gotten connected with JDRF? Yeah, we, we see it more and more. Um, we try to connect immediately um, with the families. And we talked about the bag of hope. There's also, 
you have teenagers and young adults getting um, diagnosed as well. We have a teen kit and an adult kit um, that goes out. You can order. You can go right online if you haven't gotten it with JDRF.org. Um, you can order that. Um, and from there, you, you'll you get some information. You can sign up um, for local events. A lot of stuff with COVID was work virtual, but we do have a lot of virtual events too, like T, T1D Talks. Um, which they'll bring in guest speakers, doctors, um, people that are living with it, uh, and families like mine to talk to other families. And then they create groups that are newly for newly diagnosed. Um, and you see them and a mother gets on and, you know, I can remember one, there was a mother who immediately, you know, when they, they asked how long your family was diagnosed, um, and she said, you know, the prior day. So it was one day in for her. Um, and you just, it, it's the, the community involvement is, is the biggest part of it. Um, that's what means the most, I think the support, that kind of thing. And I don't mean to be redundant with it, but it's, it's been really important to my family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you think of Facebook as, um, you know, there's some things that go on on Facebook that aren't so good, sure. but you know, when you talk about, <clears throat> Uh, creating a community, it's, it's really easy to create a community w- wrapped around this sort of diagnosis and yeah. foundation, um, to, to provide help and to be able to immediately connect with people that are, you know, just like yourself going through the same thing. Um, I got to think that that's very, very powerful. So not all of Facebook is, is bad, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you referenced, uh, getting this kit. Um, is there a cost for that kit? No, there's no cost. It gets sent out. Um, you can just go on and request it on the website. It comes, each is a little different. It's geared towards, you know, the bag of hope is for, is for kids, younger kids. Mm-hmm. And then there's a teen kit and then the adult kit. They have some books, some information, um, general information. And, and all the resources are out there. That's kind of what JDRF does is it, it, it raises money, but it, it we gather resources and we get them in the hands of the people that need it. Um, you know, because like you said, there's some families out there that, that don't know. Um, and it can be frustrating navigating, you know, all of that stuff. You have healthcare insurance. Um, you know, so the, the people that are there, uh, with JDRF and we've all been through it. Um, and so we like to be kind of used as a resource like that because it's very intimidating as, as, you know, a parent or, you know, guardian of, of a child with it. So it's there. They can go on. They can order that stuff. There's more information. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's a blessing. Yeah. And, and just so we were clear for people listening to this, cause they might catch this episode on a podcast player, you can go to uh, jdrf.org slash uh, central P- West. What was it? What West central PA. There we go. West central PA. Yeah. So that's the local site. So if you're in our region, you could go right there and that's going to speak regionally uh, to you as far as like events go. And um, I, I would guess local chapters, local meetups, mm-hmm. groups, like all your local group links would be there. Right. Sure. Yeah. And then, um, the events are, are posted there. Um, and then 
some of the other stuff too that we get is we get parents that want to advocate um, for us. And advocacy is a huge one. We have a presence in Washington, um, our local governments, um, and it's it's solely, you know, volunteers that do it. My wife does that. She's She sits on the board of our local chapter um, and they talk with all the local government representatives to make sure, you know, that we're heard and we need to, um, you know, address it because insulin is not cheap, um, you know, as an adult. And we I see a lot of adults that necessarily can't, you know, afford to use it properly or they reuse some of their stuff. So yeah. it's, it's all, you know, it's there. You can be part of it any way that you want to be. Um, but it's great. I would recommend that, you know, people, if, if they're out there and they aren't in touch and they are a type one or know somebody or living with somebody with type one to, you know, check it out. It, it's juveniles diabetes research foundation, but again, there, there's stuff for adults too in there. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned um, earlier, I think, insurance and then, of course, the, the financial aspect of the, the insulin itself. How, how does JDRF help with that? Like if somebody needs financial assistance, they um, make a connection. We advocate for uh, affordable insulin. Um, that's one of our uh, high priority for us. Um, a lot of that funding goes through the government, um, you know, so that's advocating, you know, just keep keep pressure you know that's the biggest thing um the jdrf is it, it's a nonprofit, so you know we're we're not hands are tied to do certain things but they are um you know but it, it's it, people don't think that they can make a, a difference just by one person but the entire foundation was started with two and it's yeah. you, you know it, it's international now so yeah. your voice can be heard and you'd be surprised how many people you talk to that know a type one, um, you know, I knew nothing of it until my son was diagnosed and I had friends that were type ones that I never knew. So, um, we see them all over the place. You go out to the grocery store and you see them. My son picks them up. He's six and he sees them wearing a, a thing on their arm and he's like, I got, you know, so he, we go over and we talk to him. Yeah. You that's know? great for your son. So on that, on that note, I mean, obviously, well, not obviously, maybe you're tuning in later in the show or you missed it, but so this is an autoimmune disease. You don't, this isn't like smoking two packs of cigarettes a day and you contract lung cancer. This is, you got, you got the bad hand dealt to you yeah. genetically. Um, so this isn't a, just about the patient, like patients succeed and live life, uh, really when there's a holistic support, right? So the family and then on top of the family, then you have community and then you have JDRF fostering that community, helping the families, which helps the patient. So can you, can you kind of expand on that a little bit about how type one diabetics really can succeed? Like what's that recipe look like? <clears throat> sure. I mean, I, I, I'll speak from my personal experience because each one is different. Um, you know, when my son was diagnosed, um, you know, as a father, you want your, your kids to have every chance that everybody else has, you know, you, you don't want them to step back. And it, at the point that it happened, it was, it, it was a blow to the family. We took it really hard. Um, you know, the, our son, Will didn't, he didn't do anything to deserve it. Um, he didn't do anything to cause it. It just appeared. So 
Um, we want, as my wife and I, we want to give him every opportunity we can so that he can eat anything that he wants. Um, he can do, we just have to give him the proper amount of insulin. So as parents, we act as his, his pancreas. Um, he really has no limitations. Um, in fact, he's out swimming today at the pool oh, with his, you know, his cousins and that. Um, but that's the biggest fear. You don't want your child to feel like they're at a disadvantage. Um, and when you step back and look at it, Will six, um, and he's he's very responsible. I would have never thought it. You know, he he doesn't go off and sneak to eat stuff. He'll just come out and say, "Can I have this Reese's peanut butter cup?" And we look at his number and we you go for it, buddy. Like, just let us know what you're eating, and we'll we'll get you the proper insulin for it. And then as he gets older, he'll be able to do it himself. And then diet diet's a big one. Um, like you or I, you know, it, it's all based on carbs. So we could, as an adult or you know, even a teen, you could eat chicken, broccoli, any way you want, um, and not eat that many carbs. As a kid, you know, Will eat does eat broccoli, but you know, it's chicken nuggets, mac and cheese, that kind of stuff. So, you know, it, they, he really has no limitations. His body weight, he's just he's a normal kid. He's just he's six. He's you know. 40, 50 pounds. Um, when he goes to the summer program, the park program in the day, he runs all day. So we hardly give him any insulin because he is just so active. Um, and then we have a little supply bag for him when he goes, when his sugar numbers go low, that's, that, yeah, that can be really scary and dangerous. Um, he just, he eats. So we pack little packs of those little gummies. And when he's going low, he just eats them and goes back to playing. You know, so, um, he really doesn't have too many limitations now when we, when we first, when he was first diagnosed, that's what we were, you know, we were worried about the sleepovers, sports, um, you name it, it's all those little monotonous things that you don't think of a type one family thinks of. It's almost like you have to be prepared for every scenario. Um, you know, but he had his first sleepover. That was a non-family member last week, and it 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 went really good. It, it you know it, it makes you so happy because he was just so excited to go, and his friend was happy to see him. Um, and it's normal life, you know. It's he's doing stuff that a normal six-year-old should do. Yeah, that's great. Happy for you and well, your family and for Will. Um, there was a question right on the top of my head that just went right off. Okay. Yeah, just took right off on me. So I, I have a question. Um, sure. You know, it's it's manageable, you know, mm -hmm. with the patch and with the other technology oh, devices. Um, what's the scenario like for a cure for, for type 1 diabetes? Is that something that, um, you know, obviously somebody's probably working towards? Is it close? Mm -hmm. Is it, what's the, what's the progress there? So, I, I mean, that's the JDRF mission. Like, we're trying to improve lives and we're, we're looking for a cure. Um, it's an autoimmune disease, so it's, you know, it's similar to an MS, you know, but the difference with type one is we know what it's actually doing. You know, like we know that body is turning on itself. We don't know why. Um, but I think with technology and I'm hopeful, then that's, you know, part of the job is fundraising to fund that cure. That's, that's the drive of every parent, you know, or guardian of a type one. Um, is to hopefully one day have that cure. Uh, and, and there's, 
advancements every day. There's tr- clinical trials every day. There's stuff going on. And I personally feel like we're, we're close. Um, but we need to keep pushing to, you know, to do it. And I'm, I'm hopeful that in Will's lifetime, like he's, we see a cure. You know, I, I, I really think that the way that technology is advancing, it, it speeds up everything. Um, but you know, the, the, the fight is still on to get that cure. Um, and that's, you know, that's what we're here for too. That's the other part of the job. Um, yeah. I, you know, I was really surprised when you shared the technology that Will wears. You know, I mean, obviously a cure would be like, that's the pinnacle, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the horizon. That's what everybody wants. But, um, you know, like I was in a, I'm in a business owner's network and, and one of those, uh, one of those owners stood up at the front of the room and brought like five or six other people up and, and went through it. Here's, here's a day in the life exercise. And part of that exercise was he had brought a bunch of the subcutaneous syringes mm-hmm. and they had just had saline in them. And, uh, that was the challenge to everybody. Like, this is my day. Can you meet me at what my day entails? Uh, yeah. so when you, when you shared that kind of technology, uh, as opposed to having to, as everybody learned, take do those injections multiple times a day in your stomach and in the back of your arm here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was really astounding to me. Uh, so that tech, and this was the question that went off the top of my mind. Um, so the technology that Will has, is that something that you work through with insurance? Is that something that JDRF points families and patients to? How does that work? Um, it is very, very tough. It's through insurance. Um, my wife, originally we weren't supposed to get, you know, Will a pump. We, they, we were told to wait. Um, and it wasn't good enough for my wife. My wife, uh, she was really the driver with it. She pushed and pushed, called insurance companies, wrote insurance companies, um, really went to bat with them. And you're talking, you know, hours every week doing it. Um, but as a family, you can, you know, only not take so much, but we knew that she, we had to do something and she, she went after it, you know, this is her baby boy. So she went, she went after it. Um, she snuck and didn't sneak into classes, but basically you, you have to go into classes to be able to have these devices available for you. And she kind of didn't force herself in, but forced herself in. Um, and then just kept the pressure on and, you know, she, she, we got it. Um, and, and we, the pump that we have now. Uh, is very new for Will. It, it I want to say it only probably came out maybe two months ago, and we've had it for three weeks. Um, oh, wow. We see okay. a huge difference um, because overnight is the biggest one. Overnight, his numbers, a normal human being um, without type 1 would have, our numbers, our sugar numbers are right around 100. Um, and when you eat, they go up and your body produces insulin and puts those numbers back to 100. Um, Will's body can't manage that. So we have to do that overnight. His numbers would go up to three, 400 and above. Um, and we would wake up every two hours for the past three years in the middle of the night to give him insulin um, to keep those numbers down. And from the start of using this pump now, the middle, the nights are the biggest change with it because 
his, we wake up and his numbers are right at 100. So when he's going high, it, it kicks in, gives him insulin. And as he's going low, it, it shuts off no insulin. So, um, it, it's been re it's, it, it's been a drastic change. Now we've pushed for that and we've certain insurance companies don't offer it. Others do. Um, but there's a process like his, his, his insulin pump, we had to go through three phases of it to get two other phases to get to this one. Um, and where we really pushed was to get that second one. Um, and now, you know, we're on to the, the newest and greatest one. Um, and it, it's been really good. Um, yeah. so, you know, well, I mean, if I understood you right, you and your wife were getting up every two hours. I mean, that's not, is that, is that right? You were. Yo, know, every night, yeah, and it's still habit. You still, you still wake up. You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of that same feeling when you you have a baby and the baby finally sleeps through the night, the first night, and you wake up kind of panic, like you know, we right. on the baby. Right. Um, that that's the feeling every night. Like, and with his monitors, though, we have them set so he has a range and. We've had this for the past couple of years that if his blood sugars would go high or low, alarms go off, uh, you know, and you wake up and um, <clears throat> you can always tell a, a type one diabetics, you know, nightstand because there's candy, there's juices, um, because when they have those, you know, those events where they go low, um, they wake up and have to eat, uh, you know, and it, it's it's a constant struggle to do that. But. You know, you, we've done it, and every other family is that goes through it is, is doing the same. Um, you know, if you see a, a it's funny because Will can spot like if he sees a picture on Facebook of something, we'll have somebody share like what their nightstand looks like. He can tell he it looks exactly like mine. Like they have the fruit snacks, little juice boxes, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it wears on you. It's the the individual is not the only one getting diagnosed. It's the whole family. And our daughter is the same. She's three years older than Will. She just turned 10. Um, you know, you don't want her to worry about it. You don't want anybody to worry about it. You want them to be kids. Um, and so it, it's, it's definitely a challenge. But yeah, I mean, the whole family goes through it. Yeah. So how did you, how did you come to be involved with Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation? Um, so I knew about them when Will was diagnosed and then, um, earlier this year, uh, it, you know, COVID, I, COVID kind of stopped everything, you know, world, worldwide, a lot of stuff stopped. So in central PA, they needed to hire, um, some people in central PA, uh, for JDRF and the opportunity came across and. I kind of talked about it with my wife. Um, it wasn't, I didn't think I would be here six months ago. Um, I knew the J, who JDRF was and the opportunity came up and I, you know, it was kind of a no brainer. Like I get to do what I'm passionate about every day as a job. Um, I get to fight for my son, raise money for my son, but then I also get to raise money for all the other kids and, and people who are affected by this. And so it's a job with purpose. And it was a no brainer for me. I, you know, at my previous job, I, I loved my previous job, but I discussed it with the owner of that. And he was great. He had three boys and he said, I, 
there's nothing I can do. I would do the same. So, um, you know, here I am and, you know, I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a moving, moving story, you know, hearing how you fought for the, the device for your son to help him, but then also help the family, um, you know, feel more comfortable and, you know, ultimately live a better life if you're getting a sure. better night's sleep uh, for the family. Um, and then you, you just mentioned, um, you know, part of your responsibility now is, is helping raise funds. You, you mm-hmm. mentioned the walk earlier. What are some other ways that you raise money and how can our listeners help in, in those efforts? So there's many, many different ways. If you're talking fundraising, you can create walk teams, um, you know, to come out. Businesses can do that. Individuals can do that. You can fundraise through social media. We have people that will raise $100. We have others that will raise $70,000 for their walk teams. Um, you can do a straight donation. You can, there's many different ways that you can change. We have different programs. We have a ride program where we do destination rides um, throughout the country. You can sign up and, you know, it's a hundred mile ride or I think a 50 mile ride. You, there's two different options, but it's a whole weekend. Um, we do galas. Uh, we do events that, you know, people can pledge money at. Um, there's so many different ways that you can help and it doesn't have to be, you know, ten, twenty thousand dollars. Like five dollars goes a long way. It adds up. Um, <clears throat> you know, and, but they, there's all many different ways. And, you know, we do have corporate sponsors. We are looking for corporate sponsors. There's, there's all kinds of, you know, ways to do that, to be involved with each different events. And you can go to our website or, you know, you can reach out to me and we can discuss, you know, what you want to do, um, and go over some different, uh, different options, um, of what you want to do. And you can see where the money goes. Like that's, you, you can see exactly where the money is going that, you know, how it's being used. You can see the treatments, um, the plans, all of that, the, the trials that, you know, all these clinical trials that are being ran. It, it's, it's all out there. You can, you can see it. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, you saw it on the screen as, as uh, Lee was uh, navigating it. You can go to jdrf.org forward slash West Central PA. Uh, you can see all the events. You can connect with the walk. You can connect with the gala. I'm sure JDRF even has the thing where you can hyperlink on your Facebook page for your mm-hmm. birthday, raising money uh, for JDRF. Uh, certainly a great cause, worthy um, of your time uh, to investigate if you're so inclined. Uh, if you know anybody uh, with diabetes, especially type 1 diabetes, that isn't connected, that isn't plugged in, that maybe could use a little support, certainly um, you know, help to get them connected to what Lee and, and his team and everybody's doing there. Um, because it's, it's, as you heard, it's not, it's not a disease that's a good disease for a person to fight on their own. There's, there's definitely community that can help and there's resources that can be beneficial for the person that has type one diabetes. So we'd love if that happened, if you knew somebody that was struggling, um, we don't love that they are struggling, but we'd love that, uh, 
if this show was able to help make a connection, that would be great. That's what I think Lee would enjoy. And I know Ben and I would enjoy that tremendously. So Lee, this has been a pleasure having you on the show. Yeah. All right. Uh, got a little fun for you with our connection cocktail up next. Why don't you ask the first question? Sounds good. So you're a Lancaster guy. Yeah. So let's, let's, uh, there's the graphic. Um, are you a Turkey Hill guy, a Sheets guy, a Rudders guy, or a Wawa guy? Your preference? I, Rudders, I think, has to oh. be my favorite. They are they they are very good to JDRF. Really, um, we okay. appreciate awesome. it. But they have a, a chocolate milk, a peanut butter egg chocolate milk. That every time I go in there, drive by, I have to go in and get. It's awesome. Wait, what? Is, pe- peanut butter peanut egg. butter cup. It's a peanut butter cup. Chocolate milk. It tastes like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh, so you drink it. The writer downer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll ask the second question. Uh, have you ever ridden in a horse and buggy? Not a, a big one. We've done the, the miniature ponies. Okay. They pull the carts uh, oh, yeah. with the kids and those, those little horses, they fly, but we've done that. <laughs> I've never done that. I think. I think I could get written up on animal abuse charges if I made a little pony tow me around. So, so yeah. There's, there's one that rides near our house. I live near the, the Lancaster Airport, and there's a few Amish farms around there, and we've seen one, and the kids always comment, you know, because it's like such a little horse pulling a yeah. right along. Um, so uh, when you bring people, friends, family from out of town into Lancaster, uh, what part of Lancaster do you impart to them? Like, is there something special about Lancaster? that you pass on to your friends and family? Yeah. I mean, it, the, the Lancaster is so the, there's it's Lancaster is a, a wonderful place to live. Um, it depends on who the family is. Like you can be in farmland five minutes and you can be downtown. So it depends. Um, we've done both. Like we, we do a lot of stuff in the city and we'll do some stuff, you know, in the country as well. Um, so I think Lancaster city and Lancaster as a whole, you know, it all depends on which family is coming in and what they want to do. We have ones that want to go out for dinner and drinks. We have other ones that want to go kind of see some farmland and that kind of stuff, see the country. So, uh, so in other words, you can give them the city mouse, country mouse experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what's nice about where we live. You got, yeah. you got, you got all of it there. Lee, this has been a pleasure. We appreciate yeah, thank you, you. Uh, being on the show, all your efforts. Uh, for JDRF and seriously all the best to you your wife and to Will he's, it seems like he's a little superhero in the making uh, with that skill to spot out others that are you know uh, equally enabled as he is as I'll call it um, with type 1 diabetes but uh, wish him nothing but the best I hope he really uh, can uh, keep it in control and eventually one day meet that cure at the goal yeah. that'd be great to see Great. Well, hey, I want to thank you for, you know, having me on and, and giving me a chance to kind of share this with everybody. Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, even if it's one person out there that, you know, it touches, it's, it's worth it. It's all worth it. So thank yep. you. That's what we feel. Yep. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us again. You can go to jdrf.org slash West Central PA and you'll connect with Lee and his team and everybody in the region. Uh, a lot of great resources there. Please do uh, make use of it. We'd love to have that happen. All right. Lee, take care. Thank you. Yep. 
All right. Well, listen, if you want to be a guest on our show, you just go to LancasterConnects.com slash guest. Uh, if you're connected to a charity, you run a charity, uh, your business supports a charity that you think could use the time here on our show to be highlighted, we'd love to make that happen. Uh, as you can see, our wonderful producer, Chris, at Cast Ahead, does a great job. Uh, you know, really what you get as a charity or a business that does good for our community, that's the other type of guest we'll have on, is a great business helping our community out. Um, you'll get really a nice video to use for your own promotional efforts. Well, obviously, we can highlight your charity as well and all the good you do, but um, we'd love for you to be a part of the Lancaster Connects uh, family, so to say. Be on, be on the episode guest list. Uh, so you go to LancasterConnects.com slash guest. That starts it off, and we'll uh, we'll get you on the show. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I did forget one thing as I was uh, as I was as I was saying. You know, Ben, you messed up the throw earlier in the show. <laughs> I completely missed the note. We've got something big coming this week. It, uh, the fire truck. Fire truck coming to Gardner's. No, hmm? no. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I was hoping it's a fire truck. I don't know. You were saying something big is coming. All right. Circus? I get I get to I get to uh <laughs> you know again. Is it a tent? It's a, there we go. It's yeah, land, land the airplane, Ben. It's a tent event. <laughs> trying to create suspense. Is that what's got a funny way of doing it? <laughs> anyway, uh we are doing uh another another tent event. We did a handful of these at our outlet locations over the years. Uh, we've had some here, mm-hmm. and they've always been marked with either severely cold weather or hurricanes, literally camping out in the front yard in a hurricane tent. Like floods oh. through the tent. Yeah. We've had... Underneath mattresses. Yeah. We make no promises of this year if any of that's going to happen. Hopefully not. Yeah. Seems like the weather's been fantastic that's this summer. Like... like- so, 70 degrees and sunny. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. But uh, the tent goes up Thursday. We open the gates Friday morning. A lot of uh, discounts and deals, more models, discontinued items, comfort exchanges. Stuff that uh, may have been damaged in shipping. Yeah. Discontinued stuff. So half off on everything in the tent. And, uh, you know, really... The question that we have for you is which part of about a $50,000 savings are you going to get? And uh, that's what's going on in the tent. And yes, Jonna, we do know how to throw a party. So come on out for the tent event. That starts Friday the 24th until all items are sold. And we'd love to see you come out. Yes. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've got a testimonial. There you go. Not a testimonial about a tent, but it's a testimonial about gardeners. Gardner's mattress some more. So, um, when I when I uh, pick a review, I try to figure out what 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 is their theme behind or reason behind why they left this testimonial. And uh, Lillian uh, a few weeks ago wrote, uh, she came. Uh, we went there to look at one particular mattress and ended up buying another. Uh, so we actually tried the different mattresses. Um, you can only see a small portion of the showroom behind us, but there's. 65, 70 different mattresses on display here. Um, not to overwhelm or confuse, but we have a little bit of everything to meet different sleep needs. Um, of course, if it was easier, we'd have a smaller store and pay a lot less rent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but very lucky to have Drew as a sales representative. He deal- detailed each mattress composition that we tried. 
Um, she would advise anyone looking to buy a new mattress to lay down before making the purchase. So the point is, uh, sometimes, you know, well, a lot of times people do online research, they do this, um, and they get convinced potentially that, oh, this mattress is right for me because of this, this, and this. Maybe somebody's review, a bunch of reviews, whatever the brand says about a particular <coughs> mattress. Paid advertising. Paid advertising. Um, but until you actually try it, lay down and let your body determine what is the right fit for you. And of course, working with uh, folks like ourselves to help guide and direct to the mattress that meets those sleep needs the best. You don't know. You don't know if it's going to work. So she, Lillian, uh, came in with the thought to look at one particular mattress. I'm thinking probably DreamCloud or Tempur-Pedic, two uh, heavily marketed mattresses. They're good beds and they're right fits for a lot of people, but um, it wasn't the right fit ultimately for her. Uh, so she spent the time. She came in, uh, didn't buy online, uh, spent the right time, right amount of time to make the right decision. And she's very, very happy with her new mattress. So uh, thanks to Lillian and, and thanks for that review. We appreciate it. Yep. That's a good review. It's a good review. It's a good review. It is. And, and, I, and I think it's very relatable to a lot of people because that's what people do now. They shop online for a lot of different things. And you could ultimately convince yourself that, hey, this is the right fit for me, but it's not when it comes to sleep. No, not when it, maybe maybe like yeah, something else you can buy online and it's perfect. But sleep is sleep is a different world. That's right. And Jana, super fan, Jana, super groupy. <clears throat> she is uh, commenting that she went on a recent trip and it just wasn't the same. Jana's got an amazing mattress, something in the less nor more cuddle variant, if I recall, and. Uh, Chris is showing our site right now, lessnormorecuddle.com. Yes, John, I'm happy you're in your gardener's bed. I love sleeping in my less snore, more cuddle gardener's bed every night. So much so I actually put one in my campsite. So it's like pretty amazing too in my camp trailer. But uh, at any rate, um, my sleep better tip for you is something that I've been doing outside of sleep better tips, but I've been doing it daily. So I went and downloaded the Strides app. It's the app that you can have to track all kinds of habits. And it reminded me that we have our 30-day Sleep Better Challenge, uh, which my producer, Chris, who Chris from castahead.net, great producer. If you're looking for anything podcasting, he's your guy and, and has a great team behind him. He's probably sweating bullets right now because I didn't give him this link, and that's okay. We don't need to bring it up because it's my fault. But anyway, I bet he can do it. I bet you he can, but we won't put him on the spot if he does it. But you go to gardenersmattressandmore.com slash sleep-better-challenge. That's sleep-better-challenge. And basically what we do there is you uh, track five habits a day. You go to bed at the same time. You wake up at the same time. There it is. Our producer is amazing. So we go to bed at the same time, uh, wake up at the same time, uh, no caffeine, um, after two o'clock, um, and I'm forgetting the other two habits. So maybe Chris, we can scroll down the page because that just went right off the top of my head. There we go. No caffeine after two. There it is. No cell phones, tablets, or laptops. An hour before bed. Sleep in 90 minute intervals. Go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time each morning. So gardenersmattressandmore.com forward slash sleep dash better dash challenge. You enroll in that, and we're going to kind of help nudge you along for 30 days to help implement those habits. And when you do something for about that time, really it's about 21 days, something happens in your mind where it just becomes force a habit, 
and you're on a streak and you've been in things are really wonderful. And I'm on a streak of like 47 days of updating these habits outside of this challenge um, in my own life. And I got to tell you, it's really paying off in, in really positive ways. So whether you do the Sleep Better Challenge or whether you go and download your favorite habit tracking app, I like Strides. I looked at a bunch of them. We don't get any money for that. Uh, just putting it out there. But um, you, uh, you will see a lot of great change. So gardenersmattressandmore.com slash sleep dash better dash challenge. So that's that one. The, the peanut butter cup uh, <laughs> chocolate milk is not part of the sleep better challenge. It's not. <sighs> yeah, it's not. Bummer. That's all right. You'll figure it out. You'll you'll bring it in. <laughs> I, I I yes yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lindsay is like, really? They found a way to make milk bad. <laughs> right, right. So she knows, and, and and my husband's gonna partake. <laughs> she she's well aware. Now, can so, you dunk the Oreos, the double stuff Oreos, in chocolate <laughs> milk flavored like peanut butter? I thought I thought you were gonna say, can you dump the Reese's peanut butter cup <laughs> in the peanut butter cup? That would be too much. Yeah, that's. Um, overload. But as we wrap up, we got two things to update you on. Uh, first and foremost, our Roundup to Give Back initiative. So we started this, you know, the thinking was if you purchase a mattress and you're within 10 to 20 bucks of um, uh, your, like your, your purchase, like let's say you're 1180, uh, you're probably going to relay to your family and friends, you know, I spent $1,200 on a mattress, right? So my thinking is, and I'm like the visionary, you know, million miles down the road before anybody else clues in to what I'm talking. What was that? Down the field. But okay. I, I realize it looked a little different than. Yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> somebody screen grabs, like, what the heck has Ben doing? Um, yeah. It's like a football pass. But there we it, go. It, there we go. Keep going. All right. Wow. <laughs> see, see what I mean by having to go to broadcast school for crying out loud. Anyway. So the thinking was you would relate your purchases to $1,200. So I thought, well, why not just make it $1,200? And that 15 bucks or 20 bucks will donate to charity. So Roundup to Give Back has evolved into whatever you're happy to donate, we obviously take. We would never turn anybody away. Um, so we're not quite at a whole bunch of those 10, 20 or more donations, but we do have a bunch. Uh, so we're about $107. We can have Chris put that up on the screen. And we're going to be, there we go. So these are the first names, just for being fair. We didn't want to put people's last names out there. Um, so we're up about 170 bucks thus far. We're about six weeks into this. We're going to report out quarterly, and we're going to match that quarterly. And that money our customers donate goes to local food banks. And um, uh, that we feel we can all get behind, especially right now, uh, with food prices the way they are, they are food banks. Certainly, their mission gets constrained a little bit when prices go up. So yeah. the money our customers donate, we're going to match 100% and get that to the Hempfield Food Pantry and the E-Town Community Cupboard. All right? So that's our roundup to give back donation. And then this Friday, if you have no plans or you have plans, you might want to reschedule those plans because this Friday, the 24th, the Milagro Initiative is having their annual fireworks display on the Garber uh, Garber Pond Farm, I believe, is it's called Garber's Pond, and that's 706 Milton Grove Road in Mount Joy. This is a fantastic fireworks display. Uh, the Garber family 
puts this on. They're big, big benefactors of the Milagro Initiative. Uh, apparently, one of the Garbers just loves to make things go boom, loves to see the explosions, loves to make it bigger, <clears throat> badder, better every year. And I went last year, and it was pretty darn incredible. Uh, the photo on the screen is is accurate. I would say not Photoshop. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it's impressive then. I mean, may, you know, maybe altered to to bring it to life. But mm-hmm. like, if you're sitting in that seat, you're seeing that kind of fireworks. Uh, it's incredible. That's cool. I mean, I, I would contend this this show as a private show connected to charity is better than most community fireworks. Um, so it's, uh, this Friday, the, the 24th from six to 10, uh, everybody is welcome. Just come find a place to park in and around the area. You're going to have to walk, going to have to deal a little bit with traffic. Uh, but it's well worth it. Uh, it's a free event. There's food you can buy, ice cream, et cetera. Uh, if you feel compelled to donate, all that money goes to the Milagro initiative, which helps families in Nicaragua with all kinds of things from housing to schools. Um, really great mission that they've got there all right cool Cool. yeah so i think that's near the end of our show um rise later oh yeah well chris has the question oh back to i saw that um back to jonna's question uh what is the best way to try and get a good bed at a hotel are there better hotels for good mattresses or is it all a crapshoot that's actually a very good question. Yeah. I would uh, I would think checking the reviews of the hotel would 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 get you pretty close cuz I mean probably one of the things people complain about at a at a mattress or a hotel review is yep. the sleep mattress they had. That's right. Yeah, I mean obviously your better quality hotels um are going to have better beds. Um it is largely a crapshoot. One thing, if you're great, I'll give you a little inside ball pro tip here. Uh, if you are greatly disappointed in your mattress, pull up the sheets, look at the law tag. They'll usually be, they're not, there won't usually be, there will be a day that it was produced a, a month and a year. If it's more than seven years old, um, the hotel industry as a whole has what's called a hard remodel cycle where the furniture and the mattresses get changed out. And that's about every seven years. So if you're like sleeping on something that's 10, 12, uh, you've, got a good, you've got a good case to go to the manager and say, you know, hey, I know for a fact you should be changing this stuff out mm. every seven years. That's industry standard. This thing's twice as old. It's 50% older than that. Uh, and you might get a little refund if you feel so compelled to go that far. But, uh, you know, it, it, it is tough. But general rule of thumb is your nicer hotels are going to have nicer beds. It's just kind of the way to go with it. I think part of the challenge is, especially if you have a less normal cuddle bed or an adjustable bed where you can elevate the head and legs, you're used to that pressure relief comfort yep. fixing of the sleep challenge that when you go to a hotel or sleep in anybody's guest bedroom that doesn't have that adjustable system, now you're laying flat and all those sleep challenges come flooding back into your sleep. And it's not necessarily the hotel mattress's fault. It's the fault that it doesn't bend and flex the way you need it to. So yeah. that might be part of the challenge. Well, and it's also a function of you don't know what you have until it's gone. So if you're sleeping great at home, we would love, I love Ben's like crass self-promotion of gardeners and less or more cuddle. Like I love it. But the reality is if you love your mattress that you have at home, whether it's from us or not, that's great. That's what counts. 
but yeah, when you have, uh, when you have something great and then you realize you don't have it anymore, that's when you, that's when you know, mm-hmm. it, some people don't ever really realize that until they come to us and then we make them realize it. That was like last week when I didn't have we you put by my no side. More cuddle in their house. What? That was like last week when I, I didn't have you by my side. That's right. There was no banter. Carry the show. The, the Ben solo banter is, is <laughs> disappointing <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> you said it, not me. No, I know. Anyway, uh, thanks for the question, Chris. We do have the prize later, I guess, to go through, although I think it's going to be slim pickings on this one. That's all right. Uh, 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 Chris has never won. Chris has never won, but like, I have to violate. Like, probably. We're, we're probably supposed to. Pick, there you go. We can send them a. We, can send them we will these. send them one of those for sure. Uh, anyway, look, we, we spin the prize later. You enter the contest by commenting. That's what we can do. Fair um, is fair. Fair is fair. So there we go. Congratulations, Chris. We will send you your choice of, uh, of Let's Snore More Cuddles flag. Uh, I think that's all the fun we can have for this episode. We'll see you next week on Likes. Take care. Bye.